Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, right now recording this. It's 9 o'clock in the evening. I've spent my day pretty much talking all day. What's the thing I'm going to do now? Talk some more! Let's do a About a Dog Raw tidbit, mm-hmm. which I myself named because Raw bit sounds sexy a little bit. Um, I am Michael, and Ashley is sitting in mm-hmm. so that she makes sure that I don't go off track or rant because I have that tendency. This isn't going to be one of those... This is about a dog. It's not going to be anything about... You know, video games or anything like that, much as I would like to, but no. This <laughs> this is about a dog. I could I can I can ramble. She did challenge me for me my turn for doing a raw tidbit because as of today, regardless of what order you release them in, you've done two. Yep. Two raw bit tidbits. I, what what came out of my mouth? <laughs> raw tidbits. Um and one's out, and then another one will probably be coming out soon. Now, did the Pixar video inspire this? Um, this this little little Dennis Miller style raw tidbit rant you did earlier today. Mm-hmm. No, I'm surprised. No, no, just other things, and probably one of our first episodes where um, you talked about. Getting into the whole PETA thing. I told the PETA stories. Oh. and So, yeah. That... <laughs> Should we mention where we were this past weekend and what we did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we were down in Norfolk. and Because um, I went to school down there at Old Dominion. We were watching a basketball game. with Passed by, like, multiple times, actually. I think yeah. two times we gave them the, the middle finger salute yeah, to, to PETA. Yeah, because PETA's headquarters is... If you're curious, it's in Norfolk. It's, uh, it's You can see it off of Brambleton Avenue. And we did. And they have the weirdest Christmas decoration. It's yeah. a rabbit and a star. I th- mm. They've had this for years, and I honestly think they're confused about which holiday, because <laughs> bunny rabbits are for Easter. Are they repurposing? I don't even know. Is that, is that the proper term? Because when when I, I did the whole, call your mother, you said that was re-something. Re cultural appropriation. Thank you. That's, are they culture appropriating? No. Okay. No, I just think they're being weird, which is what PETA does. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, that raw tidbit will probably come out before this one, so. Uh, what, three? You're going to do three before me? No, 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 no. No, the one that the I recorded. Fuck. No, the one that I recorded today, this morning, mm-hmm. will be raw tidbit number two. Is all about the dangers of being in purebred dogs, mm-hmm. and that's where the PETA stuff comes in. So okay. they will have already heard raw tidbit two. So now we're rehashing the sequel. <laughs> raw it, tidbit two, the sequel. <laughs> but now we're rehashing Mildly. what happened. So yeah, yeah. but. Anywho. And we often talk about dog shows and our shared experience there. Um, I'm fortunate mm-hmm. enough to have been brought into this world as someone with an outside perspective. So I can actually indicate what exactly this particular environment is. Now, originally what I wanted to do was just to be in a supportive role for you mm-hmm. at these particular dog shows. But unbeknownst to me, somehow I ended up in the fucking ring. I don't know how this happened. I, I do. I, I, what? I do. What, was it the girls? Mm-mm. Oh, if you're wondering where they are, since it's 9 o'clock in the evening, they're in bed asleep. They had their dinner. They had their sleeping. dinner. And tonight's a raw night. Raw tidbits! Yay! Um, I know how you got in the ring. It was um, kind of happenstance. Right after we got Rolo, 
you know, when you have two dogs and after Rolo finished, well, no, it was before Rolo finished his championship. His what? We, his championship. That's not what I heard. It sounded like you said shampoo, championship. Are you making fun of the way I talk now? I'm just observing what you said and bringing it to your attention. That's all. I'm not, I, do, do, am, I, am I laughing? No. Do, do you see my face making any particular type of indication that this is humorous in any way? No, I have trigeminal neuralgia. Certain things are hard to say, damn it. I know. And you just you just broke the HIPAA thing, so they all know. I've broken it before, so <laughs> That's it's fine. true. I have asthma. Oops. Whoopsie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a thyroid condition. Eh. <laughs> Um, but right after we got Roe, it became necessary to have two people in the ring because I can't be in both places at once. Not without time travel anyway. Yeah. So we needed someone to go in the ring and sometimes we would, um, get junior handlers, which are kids and other times you would go in the ring. And so that's how and you went in the Alice ring. Alice was furious with you. She would make a point and the judges would even indicate. She's like, she's giving you a death glare. Yeah. It's happened multiple times. One judge looked at me and was like, she just gave you the middle finger. I hope you mm. know that. I'm like, mm. yeah, I know. This environment that I've seen at dog shows um, in which that I've kind of been waywardly flung um, can be equivalent to high school. I'll just go ahead and throw in the negatives and because, I mean, essentially, there are two sides to every coin. Mm -hmm. I'll throw the negative in there first. If you're new, you're not exactly certain where you want to sit or who you want to sit with or if you can, what are you doing? There's dirt on this, but anyway, go ahead. There's dirt on what? Go ahead. Keep on going. Where's there dirt? There's dirt on my water bottle, but go on. On your water bottle? Yeah, not in. On. Oh, go. good. On. That's fine. Um, as I am entering new, um, I noticed established groups have been formed, so I had to try and find my best way to fit in, which was you. I was fortunate enough. And first we hung out with this one group, but then something changed because drama being what it is, and we had to move and sit somewhere else. While the reason still escapes me to this day, but it still reaffirms what I said. High school. And naturally I'll hear all about the shenanigans later on the drive home, but honestly, at the time, I tend to ignore it. Um, even if I see it at the time, I won't even mention it. But let's make no mistake. Like, when you visit relatives on vacation, I hear all about it on the way home, first thing. You did it. I've done it with my family. Everybody does it. Sorry, guys. It's the truth. I mean, let's face it. When relatives leave, you probably talk about the relatives that have left. That's the negative. Let's go ahead and flip it onto its other coin. Some of the maturest individuals that I have ever encountered, young, mind you, individuals... Mm -hmm are junior handlers. Now, junior handlers are like the younger versions, not exactly adults, children, essentially, yeah, they who, can... you know, enter the ring with, with dogs and are learning the profession. Yeah, and so basically, as a former junior myself, the whole point of junior showmanship is to show yourself and mm -hmm. to show the dog to the best of your ability. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily about... The breed of dog or even the quality of the dog, it's all about showing that particular dog to the best of your ability. Right. And in the U.S., I know in Europe it's a little bit different, hmm. but in the U.S. Sorry, it, we're Americans. Yeah. Uh, UKC has various different divisions that start at around three years old and go all the way up to 18. 
AKC, I think they lowered it to like eight or nine years old, mm. and then goes all the way up to 18. Right. And the three-year-olds, it is the cutest thing you have ever seen in <laughs> your life. If you're ever at a show and they have a peewee division, just go watch. It's go and fr- watch the fun. It's friggin' adorable. But as the juniors get older, they learn to communicate with adults. They help out other people. It's not that much different in regards to most martial arts because it gives them focus. Mm-hmm. It gives them structure. And responsibility. Something in regards to, back to the structure thing, that's, I, you know, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. I you... laughed it kind of. I'll openly admit it. It's not my parents fault at all it was supposedly mine well and we've been around several different juniors as they've aged through the sport and the majority of them are some of the most mature and Mm -hmm. articulate young adults that i've ever seen in my life because yeah they're under 18 yeah but their maturity level Mm -hmm. is beyond what Mm -hmm. you would see from an average of their age group. Not to mention more mature than some of the adults there who will use any means necessary. Mm -hmm. Nepotism, sway with a judge that they may have to try and win by any means necessary. Even intimidation. Oh, yeah. Which I think, you know, in a sport where you're supposed to be supportive of not just each other, but also of our dogs these are essentially i know there's this ongoing discussion between me and my cousin who aren't speaking where he feels that dogs are not children i call bullshit anybody that lives with a dog lives with them feeds them hangs out with them does things with them nurtures them you can't sit there and tell me that someone is we watched a show on um on your tablet on a and e where a guy was openly weeping about the death of his dog. Mm-hmm. Well, because it, he's that dog was part of the family. It is no different for us. Right. And there have even been new studies out now that say that the loss of a pet that you put effort and energy into taking care of it mm-hmm. is like the loss of a family member. Oh, it definitely There is. are definite studies about this. And in some cases, it could actually be harder to lose a pet that's in your family than to lose a relative that you don't see very often. And those those studies, I think there's one that came out in psycho, Psychology Today or something like that. That was recent. And I was like, yeah, I, I totally see it. I'm, I definitely do. Um, I still remember to this day um, the dog, the family dog that we had that got very, very old, Lucky. Um, my parents were out of town, and thank God they were, because since Dad was, she was Dad's dog originally. Because he found her, he saved her, that sort of thing. But I don't think he would have been able to handle her loss. It had to be Tori and I. Heck, I know this is somewhat off topic, but the cat that we had that she supposedly found, Big Boy. Mm-hmm. I didn't name him, by the way. That's just how it came about. Anyway, the last thing he did on Earth was he nuzzled me, was petted by me, then went and... I was leaning on an ottoman at the time, just working... And he went and laid down, curled up all nice and comfy on the ottoman, and just passed away happy. Mm-hmm. Tori and I were inconsolable. Yeah. My father less than such. Well, and like my mom and I, when we lost Simba, I mean, he was 18 years old, and I grew up with him. I'd still say she's haunted by that cat. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I mean, 
there there are times where I honestly think that Simba and this is way off topic, but Simba Can I do it? What that he's the Simba ghost. Simba is The like, arm movement was done like Rafiki. Simba <laughs> That he kind of has a spiritual connection and almost ghost like times in the house, even though he's been gone now since 2011. I still think he shows up to catch up uh, and keep an eye on her, honestly. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. And, you know, he was 18, and when I got Alice, Mm -hmm. even though he was on his last legs, he still made sure that she knew that he was in charge, (laughs) and... I'll never forget, like, he walked out, and Al walked in his face, and Simba beat the living snot out of her, and Al ran back into my bedroom and was like, I am not touching that thing ever again. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you've got these animals, and Simba was such a character to the mm-hmm. point where various family members, when he died, mm-hmm. called us and was like, oh my god, how's your mom? Oh yeah, my god. yeah. And I mean, a friend of mine recently on Facebook posted about the death of one of her pets and how she was inconsolable in regards mm-hmm. to it. I mean, it's we make this indelible bond because they are our companions. As Aston comes crawling into into the room, hey buddy, and they are a part of our family. No matter was that really necessary, really? Yeah, apparently they are a part of our family, regardless of how small they are. They still own a part of your heart. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we almost lost Aston two years ago. Oh, don't remind me. I still feel guilty about that. Uh, he ate a rubber band and got mm-hmm. hepatic lipidosis and almost died. And we had to syringe feed him. And now he's... Staring at me as if you did this to me. I know what she's talking about. It's all your fault. You wanted to leave well enough alone, but no. But yeah, he's... He's part of the reason why we don't have rubber bands in the house anymore. Yeah, can't have any rubber bands at all no. in the house. But anywho... Now, I know a lot of this whole... You know, negative negativity in regards to dog shows makes it sound like, you know, catty bitches need to stop being catty bitches. But, again, there's no better place to learn more about mm-hmm. a specific breed because you will see a wide array. But another place you may see interesting dogs is at performance events. Right. Like and, dog and you know, there's also, if you want to go to a show and find true experts... Mm. There's only one place to go, and that's going to dog shows because you're going to meet breeders, you're going to meet owners, you're going to meet handlers who are experts. They may not be the best characters, <laughs> but they definitely. This isn't about character assassination or no, assessment. No 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 no, 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 no. But you'll learn that with time. But yeah, they are experts in what they do. We, you know, some of us are more novice than others. Mm-hmm. But Everybody has to start at one point. Exactly. Let's just face it. Everybody's had to be new. And, and there are times where there are some people that are naturals. Well, let's face it. I'm sure there are probably some people that are in this dog show world who are probably very surprised that I'm actually still accompanying you to dog shows. To oh, be yeah. Honest. Because it, him coming to shows with me is not the norm. Usually it is one member of... The relationship or... Um, and somebody else is just doing the driving, handing the dogs. Yeah. Basically being in a supporting role, which or ideally I all. prefer to be. Yeah, and there are some that don't even show up at all. That they're just yeah. like, oh, you go and have fun. and You'll more often than not, sometimes one spouse will be there, whereas the other is doing something else. Right, and 
or the spouse is off somewhere else and or is at work or whatever yeah or is at work or and then the other spouse and children are there right and that's total <laughs> that's a norm that we see all the time and the fact that michael is there with me yeah it is very rare and people have let me know that people are like it's so great to see him still showing and it's so great to see him Despite the out fact there. I'm not that very good at it. I have no yeah, illusions about... It, I mean, my Twitter account says, Novice Dog Show Handler. I, I, I've I, accepted this fact that I have absolutely no room to improve. But the thing is, you still go out there. You have fun, especially with Celine. Well, you Celine know Because Celine loves you. Well, you know why I do it. To support the breed. And to support Yeah, us. that's the main reason. <laughs> Oh, to support me. Basically, yes. That's exactly it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love our dogs to bits and pieces. But um, the primary reason is you. The ancillary reason is to see. Because I honestly feel like I'm letting them down when I go in there. Because I'm rubbish. But at the same time, that's... But there are times that you have beaten me. And you, Rare. Yeah, but I mean, in Orlando, it was actually split about 50-50. I think I beat, I've beaten you twice. There was Hickory, Sexy Hickory. With, have we mentioned why it's Sexy Hickory? No, anymore? Sexy Hickory has a It has a, a sex shop of, with a drive-thru. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but right next to the hotel we stayed in. Um, but the thing is, is like, when he shows Celine... It's a totally different thing than when he shows uh, any other dog. Because him and Celine, they love each other. I don't know why she picked me of all people. And I have the cutest photo. Oh, here we go with the Orlando photo. Oh, crap. That was taken while Michael Thanks a bunch for that, Jordan. Thanks. Yeah, it is adorable. And it's Michael giving Celine a little chin scratch. (laughs) And she looks adoringly into his eyes. Oh, fuck's sake. It's, it's, quit it's, selling it okay oh, quit selling it and the whole thing is is yeah he's novice but there are times where i see certain things between him and celine that could be great and then there are other times where celine's just like Wee! showing her ass yeah which because is, that's what she does which as a representative of your breed in the ring i have to show respect not everybody Mm -hmm. does but um i have to show respect the only time i haven't was at dog show class and you and i have discussed this he didn't deserve my respect by any stretch of the imagination oh i didn't even give him respect oh good but i was blatant about it i i didn't care oh yeah i i actually told him off because he tried to make me tighten up and do tight lead work with Alice. And I looked at him. I said, I show my dogs on a loose lead like you're supposed to. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Drop mic, walk off stage. But this is also the same lecherous fool that tried oh, to hit on my mother. Let's, hey, 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 hey. You need to put the umbrella away. We don't need any shade right now. Oh, no I will give shade. No, no, no. We, we're, no, no, no. no, no, no. Creepy no dude should not be hitting on my mother. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We don't own that, but no, we love no, them. No, 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 no. But I it's still, it, it, it means a lot, and more people should actually follow that particular rule. But in any event, 
dog shows are one thing. Performance events such as dock diving are something completely different. It's a completely different atmosphere. I mean, they have somebody actually with a microphone, a little bit bigger than this one, plugged into a stereo speaker like they're a DJ. Mm-hmm. Music is playing, mostly from the 80s. Um, and what they're doing is they're just like emceeing the events. Like, okay, this person is next. This person's on deck. Well, and also what's really great about dock diving and even when we do like weight pull as well, mm. most of the time... Weight pull, the environment there for weight pull, I mean, the last time I went there, I was freezing my ass off. I ended up sitting in the car the whole time with the yeah, dogs. but there's still that camaraderie mm. and there's still that supportiveness. Mm. And also because we have a rare breed, yeah, you get these people who are like, oh my God, and are just so supportive. Mm-hmm. And even at dock diving, we get people that come up to us and are like, how on earth do you get a hound to dock dive? How on earth do you do that? That's amazing. And even though Celine is not the biggest jumper by any stretch of the means, (laughs) she has fun and we have fun. I think mostly it it stems from the fact that we encouraged it from when she jumped in the folks' pool. Yeah. And, you know, the, well, keep in mind, they don't have 40 feet like a normal dock would. But that's essentially, you know, what she's come to, grown accustomed to do. Because, I mean, something clicked in her brain. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Okay. But the one time over this past summer before Orlando, we were there and Celine came in season, as dogs do at the most inopportune times. She came into season after the event, but was coming in. She was coming into season at the time. Because otherwise, there's no other explanation in regards to why she's being so obstinate and refusing to put her high and fancy pinky-in-the-air ass into the pool. Yeah, she came into season on the way home. Well, still. She jumped fine once, then wouldn't jump for the next two times. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, when she did jump, she took one look at both of us and just ran away. She totally scarpered. Mm -hmm. Much to our abject horror. Um, We ran, we got her eventually, and it got to the point where Ashley's like, she needs to try again. Yeah, just one more. Just get her butt in the oh, pool. These jumps aren't called jumps. They call them splashes because that's what the dogs make when they get in the pool, which makes sense. Yep. So there we are. Ashley's on the end of the dock. I'm holding Celine as I do. And for some reason, the MC, the person in charge of the microphone, gets the entire assembled crowd mm-hmm. into that particular area. They're splashing. The, everybody's hands are in the pool. Mm-hmm. Being very encouraging and things like that, it is not, it is like something I haven't even seen before. It's like something out of a movie. Mm-hmm. And they're encouraging her to go. At this point, Journey would be playing and she should have jumped. That would be the idyllic movie ending and didn't happen. She didn't jump time ran out. Yeah, but I mean, other sports are like that too. Like weight pull, when the time runs out, they have someone behind the cart and. They're pushing the cart forward and having the dog have that sense of accomplishment. Mm. And even the judge is like, all right, everybody, give this dog a hand. Mm. And being so supportive. And a lot of performance events are like that, be it from rally, obedience, agility, all of these various different performance events. They're so supportive and encouraging mm-hmm. of everything the dogs do and everything that you do right. because they understand it's teamwork between you and your dog. Right. And it's it's just, it's beautiful to see. And it's mm. completely wonderful. As opposed to the toxicity that you can sometimes be amongst at dog shows themselves. Mm-hmm. But again, you can't help 
people sometimes. They're yeah, and and then will do that. And it's a competitive sport with with confirmation shows. And it, the issue with those dog shows, it's you're paying for one person's opinion mm. on that particular day. Who and, is the best dog of that particular day? Yeah, and it's one of those things where you may not agree, and other people may not agree, and you can get feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is, is that people need to take to heart more of a performance aspect of it's still teamwork between a handler and a dog doing well, the best that they can. It's the unity between the two, but mm-hmm. honestly, the handler needs to realize it's not about them. Yep. As the ancient one would say, it's about the dog, kind of mm-hmm. like what this podcast is. It's about a dog. Yeah, it really is, and it's. I, I wish you would see a little bit more in terms of how junior showmanship goes as well, mm. where there's a nice philosophy that a lot of judges take with junior showmanship, and that's if you clap for one person, you clap, you clap for, for every, all of them. For, you clap for all of them. And more often than not, and I've experienced this, and sadly I've been guilty of this. Anyone who wants to try to call me out, I'll go ahead and throw myself under the bus. There's and the likewise here. I haven't clapped for certain dogs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's because, like now, I have my phone in my hand. Yeah, or, I mean, I'll do the one-handed clap where I'm like, I've got a right. dog in my hand and I'm clapping on my leg. And you're slapping your leg, essentially, the whole time, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you're still showing support because the whole point of this is to support the sport, support purebred dogs, mm-hmm. and continue on with that unity of we're all in this together. Excuse me. We're all trying to better purebred dogs as a whole mm-hmm. when we're at these dog shows. Right. And that mission needs to be above everything else. And above, Primary, yeah. You know, yes, we all have different religions, we're of different races, we're of different political backgrounds, mm-hmm. but we are all there. Unified to, for one purpose. Yes, yeah, unified to present the best purebred dog that we have at that moment. Mm. And... That also means sportsmanship, of congratulating winners, of not riding up on people when you're going around the ring and blocking people out. Trying to intimidate them. Yeah. And... Being catty bitches, as I mentioned. Yeah. You know, not having lunch with the judges before they judge you. Right. Or having breakfast with the judges. That's like the equivalent of, like, a doctor getting, like, this, like, free lunch from, Mm -hmm. like, a pharmacy vendor or something. Oh, yeah. I and, think that's what I heard from John and, Oliver. And the whole thing is, is like people were up in arms about Westminster this year because of the skipper key that won the group not showing to the best in show judge. And the whole thing is, there were it's, many... It's many, a matter of honor, honestly. Yeah, and there were many, many, many other people who, if they were in the same situation, mm-hmm. would have had to do the exact same thing at that show. But it's Westminster... And you're still going to show the best dog that you have. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hope for the best outcome that you can get. Right. A skipper key had never, ever, ever won the non-sporting group at Westminster. Mm-hmm. So the likelihood that that dog was going to win the group... One in a million. ...was very, very slim. Yeah. So people were giving them a hard time about why they enter and why they do this, why they do that. Question it all you want, but it's easy to question when you're sitting on the sidelines yeah. as you are. I mean, regardless... It's Westminster. You were showing the best dog that you had. And yeah, you won. 
but you also have to be a good sport about it. Absolutely. And yeah, we can all have opinions on who we prefer. On who we prefer, but as we're sitting here and trying to be, you know, couch judges, as I like to call them. Armchair generals. That's yeah. You are not the judge. You're not putting your hands on the dog, feeling the structure. You're not in the ring. You're not examining everything. So if the judge picked who they picked for reserve and for best in show, we just have to ride it out. That's how it is. So Ask, ask me why I'm looking at you like this. Why? You've kind of taken over my raw tidbit. I hope you realize. Eh, well. It was supposed to be mine, damn it. But then again, originally the way I had it composed is only about 10 fucking minutes. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we're but, about what, 25 now? Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing is, is we're all about the same thing. We're all about... Yeah, we're all there unified for one particular purpose. Regardless of how we got there, who we are, and whatnot, we're all there to show the dogs that we have that we love to the best of our ability so right. do and yourself a favor get over yourself and just do it for what you're supposed to be doing it in the first place for your dog right and for the breed and remember that regardless of the outcome mm-hmm. you're still taking home the best dog of the day mm-hmm. yours you still get to take it home you, you live with it it's your dog yeah so go hug, hug your dog definitely go hug your dog I, can i try that again i didn't like how i said it Alright, go. Go hug your dog. Go hug your dog. Go do it now. Go hug your dog now. Yes. They love you. <laughs> yes, 